This is your close personal friend, Lou Brutus, rock and roll raconteur, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Not to be confused with Darren McGavin and The Night Stalker, which is something completely different, but if you're really a nerd, you'll check it out because it was awesome TV back in the 1970s. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host Lance. It's Monday, so we're going to talk some video games. This week, we are celebrating the birthday of the wonderful, the amazing, the talented, the kind, the beautiful, all the adjectives, Angelina Jolie. Um, she's, is it Jolie or Jolie? Well, now I'm going to sing Dolly Parton. I don't know. She's an interesting character, as we're going to look at throughout the week, um, does I mean, everything from acting to modeling to working for the United Nations to adopting kids and being married to a few interesting people. Uh, she's, yeah, all over the place. And I can't believe we hadn't talked about her before. But her birthday is June 4th. She'll be 46, so happy early birthday. Uh, when we talk about Angelina Jolie and we talk video games, I mean... Obviously, we're talking Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider was, well, one, it was one of her first big roles. You know, she had uh, done a few other things before that, like, well, not really, Hackers was really about the only only thing, um, you know, because she was in Pushing Tin. The Bone Collector wasn't a big movie. It's a great movie, if you haven't seen it. Girl Interrupted, Gone in 60 Seconds, but then Tomb Raider was like her big starring role. And what's cool is the movie itself was also, for a long time, the highest grossing female-led film, uh, the highest grossing video game film, and everything like that. So first I want to talk a little bit about Tomb Raider, the franchise. It's one of the most prolific franchises of, of modern times, you know, I say modern, uh, all video games are modern, but you know, you had that first wave of Mario, Sonic, Qbert, you know, 8-bit and 16-bit, but then this next wave, when graphics got a little bit better, games got a little more violent, I mean, Tomb Raider was, was there and leading the forefront, you know. Then the the next generation, you'd have stuff like Halo and Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. But Tomb Raider was just so, so amazing. And if you go back to 1996, when the first one was released, you know, it was on Sega Saturn, PlayStation, it was on the Engage, uh, all, all of these. And this game was pretty awesome. Um, it had some controversy because the kind of overtly sexual look and design of the game, you know, uh, the, I don't know how practical Lara's Tomb Raiding outfit was, but the gameplay was a blast, you know, it was a, a nice mix of puzzle games and action games, and you were able to do so, so much with it, uh, and there were dinosaurs and wolves, and I, I loved this game, you could dual wield, 
I, I, rem I have a lot of fond memories of, of playing the game. And I wasn't the only one because they would go on to make a whole series uh, in, in a reboot series and probably pretty soon a reboot reboot series. Because after Tomb Raider, you had Tomb Raider 2 and 3, which, due to a deal that Sony made, were exclusive to the PlayStation. Wah, wah. So I didn't, I didn't really get to play those for a while. But then Last Revelation came out, and it was also released on Dreamcast. Um, then you had, like, Tomb Raider was released on Game Boy Color. You had the Tomb Raider Chronicles. The, the Curse of the Sword, the Prophecy. The Curse of the Sword came out in the year that the movie did, but it was, again, a Game Boy game, so it was all right. You fast forward to 2006, you had Tomb Raider Legend, which was kind of a, a soft reboot. Uh, it was still loose continuity of the first six games, but it was, you know, it and then Underworld were met with mixed reviews, to say the best. Then they had Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light. This game was really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was not quite top-down. Like, what is that? Two-thirds down. Uh, Third-person co-op. And what was really cool is, I remember there was a skin where you could be Kane and Azrael from Legacy of Kane, And that was cool. But after that, um, it kind of faded out. They did make... Temple of Osiris, which was a direct, eh, direct-ish sequel in 2014. But in 2013, they rebooted the whole game with Tomb Raider. And this is the gritty, violent, the, the Zack Snyder, let's be honest, Zack Snyder version of Tomb Raider. And it is wonderful. Then you'd also have Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I haven't beat, I've beat the first Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider, but I haven't beat Shadow of the Tomb Raider yet. I've, I've played um, a little bit of it, but have not beat it. Supposedly, there's a new one coming out called Tomb Raider Reloaded that is going to be uh, on mobile and be more like the classic games. So we will, we will see. I'm sure, I mean, Rise of the Tomb Raider did really well, and I'm surprised that they haven't come out with another one um it, it won and was nominated for so many so many awards but on the flip side let's talk about the movies you know the, that's where angelina jolie was and everything the first one was laura croft laura laura depending where you're from so side, side note conan o'brien when rise of the tomb raider came out he used to have this segment on the show about like being a bad gamer and he played Rise of the Tomb Raider. Or, sorry, no, it was just Tomb Raider, the first one. And it was hilarious. I, <laughs> just go watch it. Go YouTube it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've seen it probably a dozen times, and I still love it. But the, uh, the reason I bring that up is he gets into the hose at Laura, 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 like, just depending where you are, uh, I, I'm in Texas, so most people say Laura, but Laura, I don't know. It's, who knows. Let me know how you say it, um, phonetically, 
let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on Facebook. I would love to to hear about it. But this first movie, so it came out in 2001, in June. It was directed by Simon West, who had done some good stuff. So he did Never Gonna Give You Up, the Rick Astley music video. He did Con Air, which is phenomenal. After this movie, he would go on to do When a Stranger Calls, uh, the pilots for Human Target, and The Cape. Six seasons in the movie. Uh, the, he did The Mechanic and Expendables 2. And still has movies that are like coming out this year. So a lot of a lot of stuff. The film itself is also really important because it brought Angelina Jolie and John Voight back together. They really hadn't been on great terms since she was a year old. So, you know, here here she was, a, a grown-up, and they made nice, and he appeared as Laura's father in the movie, which was really cool. You know, kind of one of those like, oh, ha-ha. You know, it's always fun when they do that. The movie also had Daniel Craig before he was Daniel Craig. You know, <laughs> again, 2001. So he'd been in, like, Elizabeth. Uh, in a little spot and he was in a kid in King Arthur's Court back in 95 but nobody nobody remembers that this kind of helped him though because after this you know you had Road to Perdition Lair Cake which is one of my all-time favorite movies The Jacket which is up there as well um, and then of course in 2006 he was James Bond so it was really neat the plot is only a Tomb Raider style plot. There's this triangle of light and there's like this time travel thing that she can talk to her dad's ghost and it's weird but it works. It's fun. It's dumb. Um, so dumb in fact that IGN gave it a zero rating which is something that they rarely rarely ever do but you know, it, it is what it is. It got nominated for Teen Choice Awards and MTV Movie Awards, which was, that's its target audience, you know. Yeah, it got nominated for some Razzies, but Angelina lost to Mariah Carey in Glitter. So, thank God Glitter came out that year. Uh, <laughs> but it did well enough that it got a sequel, the Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, with punctuation all over the place. This one came out in 2003, and it was directed by Jan DeBont, who has did before this did Speed, and Twister, and Speed 2, and Equilibrium, and Minority Report, so, uh, you know, director on those first three, um, producer on the other ones, so, you know, really impressive resume there coming into this, and this movie... Doesn't have really anybody from the first one, but we get Gerard Butler as an ex-boyfriend of Lara, and again, this was, you know, you think of Gerard Butler in 2003, he'd been in Reign of Fire and Dracula 2000 before that, which, I don't know if you've seen Reign of Fire, but that's another wonderful, wonderful film, um, that was like the first film that I was like, oh hey, cinematography, look at that, that's cool. It also had Jaman Hansu, who is just needs to be in so many more things. You know, he did some stuff on uh, Alias 
and Stargate. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, the, he's going to be in the Kingsman, which I'm excited about. He is Captain Marvel, or he's the wizard in Captain Marvel, or Shazam, depending what lawsuit you go by. But he's also Korath in Captain Marvel, so he was all over those. Um, he was in Serenity, not the sci-fi one, but the Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway one. So, King Arthur, uh, he was in Aquaman. I mean, the guy has been in everything. And he's wonderful in everything. He needs to be in more things. He's going to be in What If coming soon. And he did a voice in Invincible. So, But this, this movie is even crazier. There's this uh, Chinese crime syndicate. Not the Yakuza, it's the, the Shailing. And they're trying to get this special orb that leads to the cradle of life that is also Pandora's box. So it's like the anti-life equation. You know, it's going to end all life and they're going to rans ransom it off. And This one wasn't, wasn't as good. Uh, but it still made money. So it was, it was okay. But it kind of killed the franchise because later on they were going to reboot it in 2018. But these movies, you know, it's early 2000s, it's Angelina Jolie, it's Tomb Raider. This was kind of one of those perfect storms of all the things everybody loved at the time, and it was great. And, I mean, you can tell, if you look at the soundtrack on these, uh, the first one, you had songs from U2, Nine Inch Nails, Chemical Brothers, Missy Elliott, Outkast, and CeeLo Green... Moby, Basement Jacks, Fatboy Slim, Groove Armada. It's crazy. And then on the second one, you had Filter, P.O.D., The Dandy Warhol, Saliva, Moby, The Crystal Method, uh, Third Strike. I mean, the, the soundtrack alone was worth going for because they were really rocking. I actually, I owned, I still own somewhere, the soundtrack of the first movie on CD. Uh, it was, I mean, I thought it was cool. I loved the movie. I wanted to get the soundtrack. I had cool songs. So don't judge me. I, judge away. I don't care. <laughs> but let me know what's your favorite Tomb Raider game. You know, the new ones are awesome. The original is hard to beat. There's so many good ones. Uh, let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. You can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.